Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. The boom bust cycle in the video game sector has officially entered the bust phase. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. If this sound means something to you, you just might be a gamer. That, by way of context for the rest of us, is a jingle from the popular video game Fortnite. Popular to the tune of 400 million-plus unique registered users since its 2017 launch by Epic Games. Despite Fortnite's ongoing popularity, Epic is just one of many video game makers cutting jobs right now. This week, TikTok parent ByteDance said it's retreating from mainstream video games altogether. Reporter Sarah Parvini covers the business for the LA Times. In a piece just last week, she wrote the industry is deep in layoff mode. If we're talking about the last year or so of layoffs in the video game industry, figures now have even gone up since the time that I've written the article. Uh, We're closer to about 8,000 now. And that's globally, of course, but with a lot of those hitting folks in California because the state is sort of disproportionately represented when it comes to the video game industry. 8,000 is a lot. And that's at a minimum, right? Because you were, you write that some gaming companies just aren't disclosing the number of jobs they've cut. Absolutely. So the folks who actually work in the industry believe that number to be much higher. We just, we can't know if the companies don't disclose. Right. So why is this happening? What are the main factors, as best as you can tell, driving these layoffs? Yeah, as I'm sure you know, it's not just one thing that is driving these companies to lay folks off. We have, of course, the pandemic to blame a bit for this. You know, people are saying that it's a bit of a course correction after COVID when folks were quarantining and following stay-at-home orders. There was a lot of free time just sitting in your house. And for a lot of people, that meant picking up a controller or hopping onto the computer and playing games. Mm -hmm. But as, you know, those quarantine orders subsided and folks started going back out again, that free time shifted into some of the things that people used to do. And at that huge growth then slowed. And now these companies are realizing, okay, well, we can't keep that sort of 
breakneck pace and we need to correct a bit. And then you have the usual suspects in terms of macro factors, things like higher interest rates and inflation. But it sounds like some of these layoffs also have to do with how the games themselves are changing. Right. So, you know, if a game calls for 50 plus hours of your time, think of how much disposable time you've got to play them. And if there's more than 10 of them that you want to play, well, I I don't know how you're going to get to all of it unless that's all you're doing. Uh, So one of the people that I spoke with was telling me, you know, between splitting your time on these amazing games that are coming out, but that take hours and hours and hours of your time, and then streaming TV or streaming movies, also asking for your time, it's almost like you have an embarrassment of riches. And so sometimes there's all of this investment in these products, and perhaps they don't perform the way that companies might want because so many things are competing for your time. So with that investment of time, it sounds like there's a lot more pressure on every game release. Um, It seems like the game sector as a whole is experiencing this correction. Is that right? I mean, we're seeing this not just here in the regional economy on the West Coast, where a lot of these companies are based, but TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, just decided to restructure its gaming division. Right. It is definitely not just a California or even U.S.-centric type of phenomenon. This is a global issue, and it is absolutely these global companies that are laying people off. You mentioned ByteDance. Perhaps it is some of these factors that we talked about, whether it's pandemic correction or they thought that it might be easy to get into a certain sector of games and they realized it was harder or more saturated. But nonetheless, all of that speaks to your point that it is certainly a global issue. We'll be right back with more from reporter Sarah Parvini on why the video game industry is cutting back on workers, even though so many of us are still playing. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with LA Times reporter Sarah Parvini. Here's what I find so striking about this. We're seeing layoffs. Obviously, that's not unique to the video game industry. But this is an industry that is actually still growing, right? Absolutely. You know, the initial projected growth from the data from Newzoo was something close to $187 billion in revenue globally. They have since corrected it and brought it down a little bit to, I think, roughly $184 billion. Nonetheless, that is a staggering figure. And if you look at just the budget of some of these games, they can cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. And if you think of that in comparison to the film industry, what it costs to make a movie, it's astounding. And Nuzu, of course, is the data firm that tracks a lot of this stuff based in Europe. You talk to a number of workers who are navigating this moment, and I wonder what, what they told you. How are they dealing with this when so many of them are being laid off at the same time? Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. If you look across social media, especially if you look at places on LinkedIn, I see a lot of solidarity among folks who have been laid off, um, not just asking for help for themselves, but kind of amplifying other people, whether they worked with them or not, and saying, hey, this is a very talented person who needs to find work. Can you help out? And this moment of solidarity has been really, really interesting to see. But of course, that comes with folks navigating for months and months through this jobs market. And, you know, I I talked to people who have been looking for 
it's essentially the duration uh, of the time that they've been laid off. So they could be six months that they've been looking every single day and maybe even getting interviews places, but not getting that job. And of course, that can be demoralizing. That was Sarah Parvini at the LA Times. We've linked to the recent LA Times article on layoffs in the video game industry, written by Sarah, who is, fun fact, currently making her way through the video game Baldur's Gate 3. Her story is on our website, marketplacetech.org. Making and even testing video games might sound like a lot of fun, but the business is known for long hours in the run-up to release dates, crunch in industry speak, and workers aren't always paid for all those extra work hours. A survey taken a couple of years ago found just 8% of workers said they actually received extra pay. In 2021, the Washington Post reported crunch is legal, Many computer professionals who make more than a set yearly salary are considered exempt from overtime laws. One response from workers, as in so many other industries, a lot of them are unionizing. Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.